teachers, I have a theory on how kids talk. And I'm wondering if you agree with me on this theory and if you have seen this theory play out in your classroom, maybe on a daily basis. I think when it comes to kids talking, there are two extremes. We've got kids talking and talking and talking and talking and we can't get them to stop talking. And that might sound good, but we as teachers understand that the problem is they're not talking about what they should be talking about. They are distracted. They are fooling around. They're turning around and whispering. And it's like, oh, stop talking. Now, on the flip side of that, there are times when we want kids to talk. We want kids to engage. We want kids to communicate. And it feels like crickets in the classroom. If you are like, oh my gosh, girl, yes, this is true, I think a big question then is how can we get kids talking and engaging and participating in the things that we want them to and listening and reflecting individually during times when we want them to? How can we create the perfect communication for talking on a Tuesday or on a Wednesday, or on a Thursday, heck, for 180 days of school. Well, the good news is, is I think I've cracked this. I think I've got a code and a conversation and, quite frankly, some bomb teacher ideas on how we can get kids doing the exact kind of communication that we'd hope for. In fact, I used a strategy in my classroom recently, and it was a strategy that I never tried before. It was a lesson that I never tried, and it went so, so well. And in this episode, what I want to do is I want to tell you about the lesson. I want to tell you exactly how I taught it. I want to tell you exactly how kids responded, and I want to tell you exactly how I'm now replicating that. So we are having awesome moments when it comes to talking communication on both the reflective piece and the active engagement piece. If this sounds like a teacher win to you, stick around because I think you're going to love this episode. There is awesome in every single school day. the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. Here is a list of topics that we know we can get kids talking a ton about. Shows they're watching on Netflix, video games that they're really into, snacks that turn their fingers orange, sporting events, social media applications, and pretty much anything that is not part of our content or curriculum maps. 
We know that any of the topics that I just named, kids would go on and on and on about. And they would tell us their reactions, their emotions, their likes, their dislikes on all of those things. Well, the good news is, is we can actually leverage that excitement for learning for our content areas. I think the key is simply in the way that we present it. So let me give you an example. One thing that I like to do on Tuesdays is to just get kids talking. I like to take a look at a very specific theme and see how we can brainstorm it out. So I teach um, middle school advisory, also known as middle school SEL, social emotional learning. I have seventh graders. I have eighth graders. But the good news is, is this could work if you teach high school. This could work if you teach elementary. I'm going to break down the exact lesson of what I did. And even if you don't have an advisory or an SEL class or a morning meeting, this could work really good in a homeroom. This could work really good as a relationship building activity. But this is something that I like to do on a Tuesday, right? We got our Monday morning motivation. We got our Monday morning momentum. And now we're really picking up some steam and I think sometimes we have to kind of process some emotions. Monday, we might have been a little foggy, but now we're here. We're in it to win it. Let's go. Let's unpack what I just said there. We're in it to win it. Let's go. See, the way that I just presented that feels a little bit competitive. It feels a little exciting. And I want to be very clear. What I'm about to do, what I'm about to talk about, is simply forming a list. On Tuesdays, I like to create lists with students. But I word it as, hey, not let, let's not just make a list. Let's not just brainstorm. But it's like, oh my gosh, I want to issue a challenge. I want to issue some sort of competition. And I know that there are always conflicting viewpoints on competition, but I think we can create a space for healthy competition healthy ways to get kids really listening and really learning. So let me give you the exact details. Recently on a Tuesday, a Talk About It Tuesday, a Take a Look Tuesday, I opened up my whiteboard with a blank sheet of digital paper and I drew a big H on it. And I said, it's go time, peeps. Here's what we are going to do. I am going to give each of you the opportunity to, to really reflect on an emotion or a feeling or a heart thing or a head thing. And the only rule here is it has to start with the letter H. I'm looking for a feeling, an emotion, a vibe, something that just is like creep it up in your heart or really stuck in your head and each of you are going to give me one answer and I am confident that you guys can come up with so many great answers but here's the deal we can't repeat so I have about 22 kids in the class period that I threw this challenge down to and I'm going to be honest I individually did this activity ahead of time to see how many answers I could come up with. Because remember, they all have to start with the letter H. That was the letter that I picked. 
And when I did this, I came up with like 10 to 15 things, but I knew I had more students than that. So I was going to be flexible on like how many unique words we actually came up with. Things that I had come up with, and maybe you are individually brainstorming on this as well. Here's, let me give you a few that popped into my head. Healthy, helpful, hurt, happy, hyper, heartbroken, hesitant, hysterical, right? So these were all words that I knew that we could unpack after we had done the original quote brainstorm. But remember, this is a game. This is a challenge. And I think that's a really important key that I want to pause on for a second. When we throw down a game, when we throw down a challenge, I think kids are more apt to get into it and to participate and to listen. It's not this pressure-filled situation. It's a, I know you guys can do this. Let's go. What I didn't expect is how many freaking words that the students would come up with. 12 and 13-year-olds. In fact, I took a picture of the list and I want to share these with you. These, this is one unique answer per kid. Spoiler alert, my middle school students had zero repeats. Here they are. Happy, humble, hearty, hangry, hurried, hearty with the D-Y. So let's be clear. There was hearty, H-E-A-R-T-Y, and hearty, H-A-R-D-Y. What? Hurtful, hot, helpful, hunted, heating, hounding. We'll come back to that one in a second. Hatred, hopeful, heavenly, harshly, uh, helpless, Honest, healthy, hopeless, holy, and hip. Holy cow. Holy cow. As the kids were coming up with these and I was going around the classroom, I was mind blown. Because I had even done like a little Google search after I had tried it on things that I had come up with. And kids literally came up with more emotions and H words than I could find in Google. So when students gave me something that I wasn't quite sure what it meant, we would stop and reflect because that's the whole point of this activity. This is a competition. This is brainstorming a list, but this is about kids identifying emotions. This list is so much more than a list because when a kid would share theirs, for example, hounding, I was like, hounding, okay, definitely starts with an H. Help me to understand what that means. And they're like, you know, when your parents are hounding you and the kids are like, yes. And I'm like, okay, help me to understand. Give me an example of a time that your parent was hounding you. And they're like, my mom's been hounding me to clean my room for so long. And I was like, how long? He's like, two weeks. And I was like, well, so why haven't you just cleaned your room? Because I don't think it's that dirty, which created a great conversation. That was the whole point of this. Another kid uh, said hip. And I'm like, like the bone, like your hip bone. And they're like, no, like what my mom's like, oh, I'm so hip, cool and jazzy. And it's like, oh, your mom says hip, cool, and jazzy? And the kid said, yeah, it's so annoying. If you have to say as a parent, oh, come hang out with me. I'm so hip, cool, and jazzy. Guess what you're not? Hip, cool, or jazzy. Again, that conversation is the entire point of what we are doing. This list, this brainstorming is about kids identifying the emotions. That's what the list is about. And then 
processing the emotions or the feelings, which is creating the conversation, and then also connecting to those emotions where kids are like, yes, oh my gosh, me too. Or like, wait, 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 your dad says that? My dad says this. Like that is the goal. That's how social and emotional learning can become so powerful. And I have to tell you, the excitement and the happy emotions and the clapping emotions that happened when I pulled the final popsicle stick and a student gave a final unique answer, the class went wild. And I let them go wild because I had my jaw on the floor because I could not get over how many things they came up with. In fact, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I told the students that I wasn't sure if 21 or 22 words was even possible. I told them that they blew my mind. And then, of course, they're like, well, what did you came up with? Like, what what was on your list? So I, so I shared my list with them. And then we had a really good conversation about why a 36-year-old teacher came up with this list and why a group of 12-year-olds came up with this list. The connections were absolutely outstanding. And then I took this, take a look at our emotion Tuesday. Let's talk about our emotion Tuesday. And we brought it to another level. Because I had kids look at the list that was on the board. And I said, all right, I want everyone to pick three of those. One that you experience a lot. One that you experience a little. And one that you would like to experience more of. And I handed them note cards and then they processed those. Here's an emotion I feel a lot. Here's an emotion I feel a little. Here's an emotion I like to feel more often. And the variety of answers and the variety of reflections that we got as a class were so cool. It was absolutely outstanding. And then I had each student share one of those as a whole class. They got to pick if they wanted to share the one that they felt a lot, the one that they felt a little, or the one that they wanted to feel more of. They got to pick that. Because I didn't want any kid to feel on the spot. So they kind of got to process what they were comfortable with. But again... This all started with a simple, simple structure of I want to get us talking. But if I just said to kids, and if you just said to kids, I want us to just talk about this, we understand that that's not just opening up the door for great communication. Because our students, some of them might in their head think, why would I do that? Why would I just tell you about a time when I was heartbroken? Why would I just tell you about a time that something was hysterical? Oftentimes what we have to do is in order to create a learning tool, we have to make a learning toy. And I realize that a whiteboard sheet of paper with an H on it isn't a toy, but it's playful. We were playing a game. We were brainstorming a list, but it didn't feel like a list. It felt like a lot more because there was teamwork and there was camaraderie and there was reflection and there was cheering and there were kids being like, oh my gosh, that's a great answer. Oftentimes the greatest lessons we teach aren't going to go in the way that we predict them to. They're going to go a whole lot better if the structure is in place. So let me ask you this. Do you currently have a structure 
not just one Tuesday out of the year, but all 36 Tuesdays of your school year? Do you have a structure and a schedule and the question and the game and the activity in place for you and your students to absolutely thrive on a Tuesday morning during your morning meeting time or during your advisory time or during your homeroom time? Or you might be like, girl, I don't have the time built in. Fine. Are you navigating how to incorporate a lesson like this that is going to connect to content, it's going to connect to curriculum, but it's also going to connect to students' hearts and heads. I have the foundation built for you, done for you, and it's called 180 Days of Awesome SEL. What I just described to you was a lesson that I wrote for myself, for my students, then in the past few years, I've packaged and created for you as an individual teacher. I know that in the past few years, we have seen how detrimental the lack of communication is to our classrooms. How detrimental it is when it feels like, man, I'm not connecting to these kids because I can't even get them talking in the first place. I want you to know that This year I'm teaching middle school exclusively, but last year I taught middle school, elementary, and high school. Like I get sometimes how frustrating it is when kids are talking about everything that they shouldn't be and nothing that they want them, that we want them to be talking about. That's frustrating. But what is so freaking fun is when we can get them talking and processing and sharing and solving and having compassion and connection all because we have the structure in place if you don't have time to plan the awesome lessons and to take a look at what you want your tuesday to look like then friend i want you to check out 180 days of awesome sel the reason why i'm even talking about this is because in case you don't know There is a brand new version of 180 Days of Awesome SEL curriculum that I created within the past few months, and it's specific for elementary students. That means that I now have a version specific for elementary students, and I now have a version specific for middle school students. So whether your kids are 6 or 16, you are ready to go for 180 Days of Awesome SEL. The questions are there. The activities are there. The prompts are there. The PDFs are there. All 180 days of awesome SEL needs is awesome students and awesome staff. And guess what? If you're listening to this episode, you are an awesome staff member. And I know that you want to create these kinds of relationships with your students. I hope that this simple structure of the brainstorm, a.k.a. the competition, and the list, a.k.a. the emotions, and the little activity of now pick a few of these and let's chat about it. I hope you see how simple it is. Oftentimes with SEL, the most significant things are actually the most simple things. And all we have to do is create the structure to see the success. The good news is the structure is already there. You can check out 180 Days of Awesome SEL at monicajensa.com forward slash 180 SEL. I'm going to put a direct link in the show notes to it so you can check it out. 
If you've got any questions about this, please don't hesitate to reach out because the cool thing about this curriculum, as opposed to other SEL and relationship building curriculum out there is, is if your school is not on board, if your school is anti this or doesn't have the time for this, then you can get an individual teacher license. You don't need your entire hallway. You don't need your entire grade level on board. It can be something that you can do and see the benefits, see the fruits of education because you built the roots of relationships. Check out monicagenta.com forward slash 180SEL to look at this Take a Look Tuesday activity and also to take a look at the entire 180 days of awesome SEL curriculum. I hope that your spring is springing you forward. Come on now. That's a fun. All right. But seriously, I hope that your spring is bringing you forward, that you got some pep in your step because you deserve that. So thank you for living this teacher life.